0: Welcome to The Slotted Lamb, a movies by minute watch of the John Landis written and directed 1981 horror classic, An American Wolf in London. I'm your host, Troy, and my co host,
1: Adrian. Hi.
0: And we want to thank you for joining us here for this minute. So, before we get into this current minute, I have a little bit of housekeeping to do. From the previous minute, there was a bit of information that I forgot to relay. Uh, When we were introduced to Dr. Hirsch, he is wearing a sweater vest with a light blue shirt and a dark blue tie. When David is awoken from his dream, Dr. Hirsch is now wearing a green shirt with a striped tie. So at the very least, we can expect that David is awoken the next day, as per Adrian's question of how much time has elapsed during the scene of David's dream. So now let's get into this minute which is 21. 21 of an american war from london so this minute starts off with ow oh, shit and ends with everything will be fine once he's adjusted david is obviously distraught over having this bombshell just dropped on him that uh, his buddy jack is dead mm-hmm. yes exactly and now he's confronted with all these strangers around him that he is. This is the first time he's actually come to since he's been basically passed out some time ago on the moors after being attacked by an animal of some sort, right? So he's still very, uh, very much distraught. And then uh, Mr. Collins. Mr. Collins of the American Embassy here in Broker Square. Played by Mr. Frank Oz. Tries to assure him that everything is okay. That uh, everything will be fine. He introduces himself as being from the Embassy. And that uh, pretty much he's taking care of the situation with contact and all that. So right. David's very distraught. He is very sad. He is very upset. He is, he is, upset. he is getting hysterical, which of course Mr. Collins says, "Don't get hysterical." I well, understand. That helps. I understand. I understand the situation, but there's no need to get hysterical.
1: Well, which always,
0: which always helps. Which That's always helps. Yes, when, exactly. You know,
1: someone is freaking out, and you tell them to just calm down. Exactly. Very so efficient.
0: So Dr. Hirsch actually has to hold David down in the bed, and David's struggling to get up. Uh, Hirsch then
1: and the embassy man just keeps yelling at him Kessler (laughs) I I
0: appreciate how upsetting this must be which I'm not sure is very efficient exactly yeah and uh, the smiles on uh, Mr. Collins face
1: creepy but I mean he's fine when he's not smiling yeah
0: drops when uh, he realizes that uh, David is getting a little out of control and uh, the doc Calls in Dr., uh, sorry, Nurse Price. <laughs> sorry, just upgraded, uh, yeah. Jenny Gutter. And, uh, to help assist with... What did she give? What did he ask for? Oh, I don't know. Uh, 20 milligrams, IV, please. So, How are
1: you going to tell someone that it's no reason for her hysterics? <laughs> you watch your friend get mauled on the moors. You wake up and find out he's dead. How is that not reason to get hysterics? Well,
0: that's that's what he's trying to figure out. It's like like he's he's thinking. I'd be hysterics. I know you'd be hysterics. You are hysterics. You watch it. I will (laughs) myself. Not that again. So again, Doctor Hirsch calls for a nurse. Uh, Nurse Price comes in to help. He asked for 20 milligrams of Cetadol to enter. Which I've never heard of. Yeah. To enter, uh, I take it, he said, into the IV? He did say into the IV. Well. Or is it just... No, it wouldn't be in the the IV. If
1: you put it in... Yeah, no. If you stuck it in the IV bag, you... Like, in the IV bag, that wouldn't work. In the IV line, you could do, but not in the
0: bag. No, no, no. But... He actually doesn't stick it into the line. He actually sticks it into the back of his hand. Well, then it's not going intravenously. I know. That's why that's I was saying. That's why was, <laughs> That's why I was saying. He said, "IV," right? But he actually sticks it into his wrist. But of course, Mr. Collins is now. Uh, Mr. Kessler, try not to excite yourself. Oh, okay, there's no reason to get all upset. Come on, keep uh, a little head. Uh, this is not helping the situation, sort of thing, and of course, doing the best he can to try and keep control of the situation, which he's definitely failing at. Yeah. So, well, the guy's not even listening to him. Like, I, yeah,
1: he obviously, what he obviously is not good
0: in a crisis. This, uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. What's his face, Mr. Collins? Well, no. Yeah. So Nurse Price fills up the uh, needle with the sedative. Quick, get him up! Two syllables, yes! Two syllables. What sounds like? uh, To give! Give!
1: Give him a Sega a give
0: Give him a (laughs) (laughs) sed-a-give?
1: Sed-a-give!
0: That's that's from the, the Wilder Minute. The guys doing the Gene Wilder movies one minute at a time. Oh, first yeah. one they did was young frankenstein mm-hmm. really good mm-hmm. second give
1: <laughs> i be someone
0: i be someone abby someone abby who abby normal abby normal <laughs> <I'll
1: be> someone.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly abby be be someone, someone. Abby Abby normal Norma. <laughs> yeah so there's price needle finally hands it over to dr. price as she holds him down in her watch and then there you go that's it it looks like she, he just like mimics putting it into yeah, his hand in, and doesn't even like Ivo, do Ivy at no all. because mm-hmm. it would be over on the like near the head he stuck it into the back of his hand so that huh. was.
1: Oh, okay. Actually, it
0: could conceivably be there,
1: because I, I know had, I understand. Yes, I, I, as
0: you, as I saw you play with your hand there. Yes, he could have the IV going into the back of his hand.
1: Yeah, you can. You, they put it in here, so it's actually not going into your hand, right? It's going into here. Yeah, right? yeah, into yeah, venus. exactly. Yeah, So yeah. it's going into here. Yeah, yeah. And um,
0: so, okay. So what we can see here, if we so just you back could it up, push
1: it into this. Yeah,
0: if we just cord. back it up a little bit. I don't actually here, see where it's going right into there, them at all. We can see that it's on the bed going towards him in that one shot. Yeah. But see yeah. it's right there. So it is yeah, it's down coming down here. His arm. Yeah. So it probably is going to the back yeah, of his so hand. It's... We actually just don't yeah, see so... it at all because we can't yeah, see no. the back of his hand in that no. shot.
1: No. Look at the size of the lapels on this coat.
0: That is a big yeah, it is a big
1: lapel <laughs> coat, yes. Yeah, I guess we can't actually see the actual no, back so of that possible. one hand. Like it's there was possible. his fingers, but that wasn't yeah. the back of his no, hand. No, cuz it's possible S- because it goes in it goes into here.
0: So yeah, so he if we look here, he no, he he uses the uh he uses a uh um alcohol swab. He does a little wipe.
1: So then he did put it into a vein. So he back.
0: actually put it into his vein. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't Intervenously.
1: Well no it is still intravenously. Intervenously just means into your vein.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh
1: really? Yes. Okay. So an IV line is going into your vein. Right? So you you can you can get a needle oh, of two IV ways, right? IV is intravenously. IV is intravenous. And then okay. the other one is, is subcutaneal, which is which is just under the skin, and then there's intermuscular, which is into your muscle. Into the muscle.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well so, there you go. So, Alright, so obviously nurse Jenny Sorry, Nurse Price. Ah, uh, Jenny. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jenny. <laughs> is very concerned about David's situation because...
1: Uh, well, I mean, he's distraught.
0: She, he is distraught, yes, yes. So, and, and she then... She hasn't had a chance um, yet to check his, his... So then to make sure he gets his point across, Mr. Uh, Mr. Collins basically yells at him.
1: The police have requested to interview you. And I have given them permission to do so.
0: And that uh, Scotland Yard wants to talk to him, and he's given permission. And he just to says them. the police. The police. You're correct. Yeah. You're correct. Sorry. The and I've, I've jumped. Yeah, yeah. I've which jumped is, ahead.
1: Which is also like. <laughs> anyway, fine. Whatever. Stupid American embassy. Yes. Like it's not your he, he. He can say like it's okay. Like he can say I'm. I'm not bothered. Like, you, you you can talk to him if you want to. But the way he's saying it, like, I've given them permission. Almost like, yeah, so you have to talk to them. Because I said you could, right? Which, really, s- it's up to him mm-hmm.
0: if he wants to talk to them or not. Yeah. Very whatever. All right, so David uh, finally starts to calm down. Well, because he's been given drugs. Yes. And then uh, Dr. Hirsch is like, Is adjusted. He, uh, pulls, suggests to pull back, uh, Mr. Collins from mm-hmm. over top of David and, uh, leads him towards the door and, uh, basically says, uh, he'll be, uh, fine once he's adjusted to the situation. And that's where we end the minute. But we have an introduction of a new actor, character in this movie, which unfortunately, is the only time you see Frank Richard Unswich, who was born in uh, Hedford, England, to puppeteer parents Francis and Isidore. And he was born on uh, March 25th, 1944. So his uh, family moved to uh, Montana in 1951 and eventually settled in Oakland, California. As a teenager, he uh, worked as an apprentice pop, uh, puppeteer at uh, Children's Fairyland Amusement Park.
1: Oh, fun. Yeah. That doesn't sound very child-friendly. In
0: 1963, he was studying journalism in California when he met Jim Henson, who asked him to travel to New York for a six-month tryout with the Muppets. One of his first performing duties as a Muppet puppeteer was performing Ralph's right arm on The Jimmy Dean Show in 1963. He then went on to become one of the primary puppeteers responsible for the development of Jim Henson's Sesame Street and The Muppet Show, as well as over 75 other Muppet productions. George Lucas had originally contacted Henson to play the part of Yoda in Star Wars Episode V, The Empire Strikes Back, but he recommended Oz for the part instead. Return to the Voice of the Puppet in... Return of the Jedi, and in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, he began a career of behind-the-camera puppet and live-action filmmaking by co-directing The Dark Crystal in 1982. With Jim Henson, he went on to direct Muppets Take Manhattan in 1984, Little Shop of Horrors in 1986, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels 1988, What About Bob 1991, The Indian in the Cupboard 1995. Bowfinger, 1999, The Score, 2001, The Stepford Wives, in 2004, and Death at a Funeral, in 2007. He refuses to let anyone else try on the, the Yoda puppet. He is extraordinarily protective of the character and takes his role as Yoda, a cultural icon, very seriously. In the radio drama for The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, he was replaced by John Lithgow. However, Lithgow went on to appear in the Broadway musical based on Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. He's appeared in many John Landis-directed films as a good luck charm. In Trading Places in 1983, he plays a cop taking an inventory of Dan Aykroyd's personal items. Ironically, reprising his role from the Blues Brothers in 1980, where he took inventory of John Belushi's personal items. Later... He played the Warden in Blues Brothers 2000. He's also known to often work with Steve Martin in such movies as The Muppet Movie, Little Shop of Horrors, Ditter Rotten Scoundrels, House Sitter, and Bowfinger. And according to IMDB, he has 114 actor credits, which include voice acting and puppeteering, 18 directing credits, and 5 producer credits. Over on the commentary track, David remarks that uh, the way Dr. Hirsch relays the information about Jack to him, he never really liked. He then cold line reads, Your friend's dead. They fall silent for a moment, and when uh, Mr. Colin pleads for Mr. Kessler not to excite himself, Griffin Dunn pipes in with, That's our embassy in action. <sighs> According to the script, after Mr. Collins introduces himself, there's an extra bit of dialogue between him and David before David gets overly upset and has to be sedated. So after Mr. Collins mentions everything is going to be in order, David says, Everything in order? What are you talking about, Mr. Collins? Mr. Goodman's body has been air freighted back to New York for burial, and your parents have wired funds for you to stay in the hospital until you are well enough to fly home. David, controlling tears, You don't crate and ship, Jack, like he's some side of beef. Approaching hysteria. Who the hell are you people? What's going on here? Where's Jack? I demand to see him. And from that point on, it carries on to be exactly what we saw in the final movie. In the radio drama, it basically follows the movie script as it is, but it also adds a sequence where Mr. Collins tells David that his parents were not able to return from their business trip for another fortnight. And that he will keep them updated. The radio version of Mr. Collins seems to sound a little more off-put by Dave's behavior as he starts to lose it. The rest of it plays out just like the final movie. just want to take a moment to give a shout out to the podcast hosts that started this whole movies by minute phenomenon alex robinson and pete the retailer from the star wars minute there wouldn't be this supportive collective without them and if you're interested if you're interested uh, visit moviesbyminutes.com to check out the ever-growing list of movie podcasts one of my favorites is the wilder ride hosted by alan sanders and walt murray whose first season covered the Gene Wilder, Mel Brooks movie, Young Frankenstein. As you can tell from this episode alone, it's a favorite around our household. These two hosts make for an entertaining and insightful look into the movies of Gene Wilder, a personal favorite actor of mine. Alan and Walt are part of the list of other podcasters that inspired me to join the Movies by Minute community. I'm sure you'll find your favorites, and if not, consider joining the Horde. And make your own. That's why I'm doing this one. I don't know what Adrian's doing, but... That's why I'm doing it. Okay, and on that note, that brings us to the end of another minute of An American World from London. And the end of this episode of Welcome to the Slaughtered Lamb. However, I'd like to give you a little bit of a heads up as starting next week, we are now moving to... Five episodes a week hmm. for at least the remainder of October as we get geared up for Halloween this year. So be sure to keep uh, tuned to your podcast provider. You can uh, subscribe to us on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or, like I said, any of your favorite podcast catchers. And if you would like to be so kind, as to share, rate, and review us, that would be really cool too. If you feel like following this podcast on the social medias, you can follow Planet Geek Pod, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to send us a a message via email, send it to planetgeekpod at gmail.com. So until next time, remember, keep off the moors, stick to the roads, best of luck. Bowfinger,
1: 1999,
0: The Score, 2001, The Stepford Wives, <oples Eyeuloos> ironically reprising his role from the blues bu- from the- Ah! Uh, said ah! Uh, said ah! Uh, uh, dirty word! He said a dirty word!